Welcome to TR Talks, where your host, Team Rajpal, talks everything Toronto and GTA real estate, from buying, selling, leasing, investing, and rental management. An unfiltered conversation with industry experts helping you stay up to date with the market. Hello, Rajiv. Oh, hello, Zaxis. Welcome back. It's been a while since you and I did one of yes, these. Yes, yes. It's been fun. I've been really enjoying our podcast. We've been doing them for a while now. Yeah. And I think uh, we have quite a number of people listening to them on a weekly basis. And I, I believe the feedback that we've gotten has been, you know, it's been educative. It's been fun, good topics, good guests. So I'm very excited. Um, today's topic is going to be very interesting. Uh, the city just put out uh, new uh, new bylaws and new legislation uh, yep. for, and it's basically a new framework is what they call it, for multi-tenant housing. So uh, can you explain what multi-tenant housing are we referring to? That's exactly what we're first going to get into. So some people call it like room housing, rooming housing. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically the definition is with four or more rooms that have a shared washroom and or kitchen. Mm-hmm. Um, but they can have a, they can also have private washrooms uh, and kitchen, but they can't have both. Uh, so basically that is, con- that is the definition um, in certain parts, believe it or not, it can go up to 25 rooms. Yes. So I think they are mainly allocated main, which I have heard about it. And you can always um, throw in your thoughts here by what you have seen. I have seen them mostly uh, around the university's area. Yes. Um, anywhere in the university area, those kind of buildings are there. Um, 13 rooms, 12 rooms, 10 rooms, 20 rooms kind of a thing. There's... Um, something like that you're talking about yeah so uh, we're also finding that uh, since immigration has picked up this is this has been unfortunately uh, because the left hand never talks to the right hand we know (laughs) that when it comes to any form of government yeah uh, you know the federal government is is uh, mandating the number of immigrants coming to Canada Uh, which in fact they have also paused uh, some of them Right. But at the same time, once they enter Canada, they're not mandating where they go. Yeah. So obviously people want to come naturally to where the jobs are, where the opportunity is, which is Ontario. Yeah. And that's why we have close to 48% of immigrants who move to Canada come to Ontario. Yeah. Now, having said that, the Ontario government does not have the infrastructure in place to support this boom of population yeah all these influx of uh, population coming in of different ages different places you know there are so many of them and and housing is not the only issue the hospitals public transit yeah schools education centers so now obviously housing has been a topic which has been going on in political races for I don't know how long. <laughs> <laughs> but so. the thing is, um, especially over the last um, couple of years, it has really gone up, this conversation regarding the housing. Um, not only we are talking about affordability, but supply. Correct. Supply has been one of the lowest ever. 100%. And we're looking, we're not only talking about, okay, last 10 months or 24 months. We're talking about last decade has been very, very low. Yeah, and it's um, accumulating. And it, it's only going to get worse. Yeah. So these are some measures the government is putting in place. This is not the only measure. But having said that, 
these sort of houses or these sort of dwellings which have multiple families living in them uh, sometimes can get neglected. And there has to be the right framework, right tools, right, uh, right infrastructure in place in order to deal with these sort of homes. Yes. So basically, I'm just going to read out over here. As of March 31st, 2024, um, they'll be required to obtain a license. So people who have four or more rooms in their home that are being used for these sort of activities will re require a license. So that's excellent. And what this license is going to do? So the bylaws say that multi-tenant housings will be permitted across Toronto. So there's not going to be any restrictions on where. Mm -hmm. um, and consistent standards and regula regulatory oversight and effective enforcement to protect the safety of the tenants and respond to neighborhood concerns. I think that's a great, great, uh, you know, uh, restrictions they're bringing in. These are not restrictions, but these are basically restrictions for people who don't want to do it. Yeah. But it is um, a, a great um, tool to have for the safety of not only the people living in there, it is also the safety of the real estate of itself by the owner, right? So And the neighborhood, because it's not like if you have, you know, and sometimes what happens is it's these big homes that are created, but those big homes exist where? In yes. multi-million dollar neighborhoods. Sometimes. Yes, and I, I think, you know what, I will support uh, this 100% myself for number one reason would be the safety of the human race. Absolutely, 100%. There's no, there's no denying that whatsoever. Everybody deserves a safe environment in which to live in. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. So we're just going to go through what the framework includes. So the maximum number of rooms and parking requirements. So because we need to take into account that, like we just mentioned, one of the issues as far as infrastructure is concerned is, um, is public transit. And that's not existing everywhere in the city. So parking is going to become an issue, especially when you get into neighborhoods. They're not going to want 15 cars parked on the street, uh, especially <laughs> in the winter when they're trying to plow the road. Absolutely. Right. So um, I'm just going to go through again up to six dwelling rooms will be allowed in all neighborhoods. And then depending on the zoning, um, multi-tenant houses may have up to 12 to 25 rooms. Um and that can only exist in the former, like this is before the amalgamation of the city, in former Toronto, East York, and York. So can you expand on that, Zuxis? Because I think it is better if you can help the listeners yeah. understand that, you know, to own, let's say anybody has a, a good size two-story or three-story detached home or a semi-detached home, I'm not talking about town, uh, condominium, uh, the the townhomes. I'm talking about s the semis and the um, detached. Yeah. Uh, many older neighborhoods will have that um, kind of a structure where they can have those rooming services already in place. So we're not talking about each room being its own apartment. That's not what we're talking about. Here. Yes. We're talking about one dwelling and... Think of it like you have a tenancy agreement for each bedroom that's separate. So is it um, kind of a dormitory kind of a thing? Sort like sort of. It's not exactly quite like that, but it's it is. Or a hostel. 
Sort again, yes. yes. You're, we're going. I'm on the just right trying track. to pick your brain so that you can help people understand the it's listeners. Visualizing it, yes. right? So, yes. so there's one entrance to the home. There's a common maybe living room or dining room. Yeah. Uh, but the kitchen and the washrooms, as it says in the definition, that's the piece that that is either shared or not. Um, but at the end of the day, it's very important for people to understand this is not what they're trying to get away with. Uh, what they're trying to get away from, I should say is people going and buying a house and stuffing eight families into this house without having the proper oversight. Because it's not just a question of, I can fit the number of people in this house and yes. I can get $10,000 a month in rent. Yes. What that, what, they're not trying to stop you from getting your $10,000. What they're trying to make sure is those families that are living in that property they're obviously there for a reason. I don't think anybody chooses to say, oh, this is exactly where I want to live when I can get my own place, right? So we have to acknowledge that fact. But the second piece of it is understanding, like making sure that their safety is taken into account hygienically, making sure the neighborhood is safe, making sure the house can actually handle so many people. <laughs> yeah, see, that is that is exactly, um, you know, we have to help people understand is... is uh, but again, we are just sharing some information. People will have to do their due diligence in finding more details from the city itself. 100%. Um, because we are here bringing uh, some kind of uh, information which will uh, enlighten them with more ideas when they're buying a home or they're finishing their basements um, to add, let's say the basement is big enough to add three or four bedrooms and with one kitchen and one common washroom to share uh, among each other. And we're seeing this more and more, Rajiv. I mean, you know, I, uh, given how much we work in Durham where they have multiple licensing allowance, and I know that this is Toronto specifically, but, um, you know, people are building more and more basement apartments. Yes. We're starting to see that. We're starting to see people wanting to have multiple dwellings inside one dwelling so to say absolutely because this is another kind of investment people are trying to um, you know have so that they can add some more money for their mortgage payments which have gone so high exactly in those and property taxes well property taxes are also going to be going high uh, in toronto in the coming months in fact today uh or yesterday there was an article talking about uh, Pickering raising their property taxes by five and a half percent as well. You know, yeah. so it's it. These are all things that people need to understand. Like the cost of living has not gone down, and in order to have a sustainable lifestyle, or whether it's purely an investment, because you can have a lot of investors investing into something like this from a ca like they look at it from a cash flow standpoint, but. Uh, getting back to this, like the, the the key part here is the licensing requirements. So they're going to have enhanced licensing requirements that promote health and safety. They're really, really harping down on this. And I'm really glad that they're doing that. And new standards for personal care. So operators will uh, be required to have. So just pardon me. Let's just go back a second. 
an operator is not necessarily an owner. You can hire someone to operate. So you're going to start finding more and more companies that can do this, that do it by the books, kind of like what property we, management What company. we have our extended arm uh, exactly. for condominiums. We do a lot of um, key to rent management uh, exactly. from our extended arm. So you're going to start finding, and but management companies that specialize in multi-dwelling yes. housing. Yeah. Uh, so the operators will be required to have uh, uh, proper maintenance plans, uh, including process of tenant uh, services requests. So let's say a tenant requires something mm. or like the furnace breaks down or something like making sure it's done in a timely manner. Uh, pest control. This is a big one. Oh, the, I know. <laughs> And waste management. Like I yes. said, like the house has to be able to handle like how much garbage is going out. You know, certain cities say you can only have two black bags per week. Those sort of things are going to become problems. And and I don't think the city fully has taken into account all the potential because no one can predict. Yeah. And as these things come up, you're going to find more and more uh, so issues and then solutions to those issues yeah. and precedents. So, I, I, you know, I'm glad they're starting this um, not in a very big way, but they're starting step-by-step. Step, and I hope this is the step-by-step step process. This opening up with Toronto. Toronto itself, 416 region itself is huge. Yes. You know, when we're talking about east to west, I'm not talking about north because north is not that far deep in 416 region. Correct. It's all east to west, is which is very vast. And I think uh, what's nice is that they are kind of, for a change, the government is trying to be proactive with some of this because... One good thing from the government. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but what I mean is that they they see this becoming more and more popular. And honestly, I think it already exists to a large degree. We're just not exposed to it as much. Uh, but it is going to become more and more of a commonality. You're going to find more and more of these rooming houses in your neighborhood. Um, so, you know, for them to try and have a standard right from the get-go, so to say, mm. it is important for, for them to do this. Uh, you know what I see? I see in the coming months, there's going to be a lot of renovations and, you know, the licensing uh, fulfillment requirement will happen. So I'm glad you brought that up because uh, basically what they're going to do is uh, they have something called preserve affordable housing and supporting tenants. So what they're actually going to do is they're going to have developing a multi-tenant uh, house retrofit and repair program. So the government is, that sounds to me, I'm speculating here. I'm not, I'm not saying this <laughs> is it because they've just written this as a point. They haven't expanded on it. Um I'm assuming that means some sort of tax incentive. That that's that's what it means. That when I read that, I that's what I read. You know what? That's that's the way it is. All yeah. organizations and governments will have to give some kind of incentive for people to get motivated to do something right. Correct. Right. And the right is for safety of people, uh, hygiene, living, and uh, hygiene environment of those properties because they end of the day they do affect the the. I would say the evaluation of that property when anybody wants to refinance or sell, you know, the, it all depends on the condition of the properties it has been. Exactly. So that's, that's one. And then the city will ensure the supports are in place for tenants if they face evictions or they have to face relocations for whatever reason, you know, because it's not a, it's like if you're doing a retrofit or you're doing a change, 
you can't necessarily live through that. Yes. Um, so that's one. And then in effective enforcement and compliance teams. So they're going to have actually, they're going to build out actual enforcement teams to make sure that this is being enforced. Um, and tenants know their rights now more than ever. And I think this is the piece that operators and owners need to be very much aware of. They are there. The city, I think, is being very clear about the fact like this is something that is going to become a requirement and enforced. Uh, they're going to do annual inspections, uh, increase fines for people who are not complying. And this I'm very, very happy to see this, which is they're going to have their own tribunal. So they're not wow. That's <laughs> so good because I I was about I was about to comment on that that you know the LTB is so much backlogged and um, underperforming based on so much of pressure in every way. So they are under um, underemployed, I would say, uh, with so many situations happening. Staffing, the yeah, staffing, staffing has there. to happen because if you don't have the right staffing and and number of staffs, then you cannot, um, you know, listen to these problems and situations, and then there will be so many more frustration and challenges uh, between the landlord and tenant. And we have gone through with some of our clients, which we have tried to salvage and help people out. Exactly. So um, lastly is uh, they're going to have a communication um, and engagement strategy. This is going to include educating owners, operators, tenants, communities as well. Uh, so they're going to be talking about the regulations and resources available to them. Wonderful. And would you uh, have some contact information where people can reach out to and who to reach out to? Absolutely. So if you have any questions, uh, keep in mind, this is not started yet. This starts as of March 31st of this year. Uh, but you can reach out to multi-tenanthousing at toronto.ca. If you live inside the 416 neighborhood, so anywhere in the, four, if your phone number starts at 416, your home phone number, you can call 311. Well, we can't say if your phone number starts from 416 I meant, because, because nowadays you have 289-437 in Toronto itself. If so you I would live say in the city or, limits. Yeah, within the city, original city limits of 416. Yes. <laughs> and then if you're outside the city, so let's say you live in places like York Region, Durham Region, Peel, uh, you can contact the city by calling 416-338-0889. I'll repeat that, 416-338-0889. Um, or the email is multitenanthousing at toronto.ca. Perfect. So again, uh, we're going to see, and we're going to have more and more calls from people who are interested in investing something in, in dwellings like this. We're going to have calls from tenants who you know need uh, need resources like this so um educate yourself about what is there educate yourself about your rights and stand up and advocate for yourself uh, whatever whoever you might be you may be neither you may not be an investor or a tenant but you may be someone living in a community in which these houses exist so there will be a different influx of investor and home ownership which will come in down the line when this things becomes more uh, into the you know market understanding how it works uh, because I think investors can then do something buy a property which can be converted into this in in a in a very nice way from get go they can have more so many you see breaking 
uh, existing one may cost more but yeah. uh, but if you are have something to refurbish everything then it will also help it so i think it's a good start point starting point no absolutely so uh, if you have any questions please reach out to us please follow and share this podcast with your family and friends comment ask questions and make requests on topic you'd like us to cover have Thank a safe you. day have a safe day and have a wonderful day TR Talks is hosted by members of Team Rajpal with Remax. Rajiv Rajpal and Xerxes Barucha are brokers. Geeta Rajpal and Nicholas Ip are sales representatives. All registered with the Toronto Regional Real Estate Board, Real Estate Council of Ontario, and Canadian Real Estate Association. This podcast is for informational purposes only and not for financial or investment advice. Please do your own due diligence.